0: The gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your Buffs. Drop, you're buff, you're buff, you're buff. <laughs> drop, drop, drop. Come on in! Drop your Buffs! You are correct. Yeah. Bring it in! It. Yeah. You are correct. You're buff, you're buff, you drop your Buffs. Sorry, Adelaide. Five ready. Drop. Your.
1: Buffs. Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. I am Sean Ross, and I am joined, once again, it's been a long time, but I am joined by Survivor 41's Ricard Foyer, the Drop Your Buffs Australian Survivor correspondent. Welcome,
0: Ricard. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be back doing this. I wish that one day I could actually podcast American Survivor, (laughs) but maybe my contract...
1: (laughs) My NDA (laughs) will
0: eventually be up. (laughs) Until then, Australia, you're all I got.
1: (laughs) One day, Evan Ross Katz will get canceled, and then I'll have to find a replacement, and (laughs) you will certainly get an interview.
0: Trust, I've been checking that Instagram every day for something problematic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, when he gets to season eight of Australian Survivor and listens to this, he's going to be fuming. I know. He's trying to, he's trying to do it. He's watched season one. Hey, he, he finished season one and I have yet to finish. I have like three episodes left, but I'm really enjoying season one. I have to say going into this season, we have three people on the villains tribe from season three and it's my last remaining season. I mean, it's my last remaining fresh season that I haven't seen. I also haven't seen All-Stars, but I've like heard some not so great things about All-Stars. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really consider season three the last like canonical season I've yet to see. And so I do feel. Uh, I might get a little spoiled as to the journeys of Shawnee and Stevie and Jackie, uh, but
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like I was see see what I was uh, trying to tell you earlier this morning when we were facetiming. Like they give you so much about Shawnee, but they also don't ruin any of her past storylines. I don't. It's nothing. true. Yeah, it's true. Like I mean,
1: I I I feel confident she's not a winner. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: she's worried about inflation, honey yeah she is <laughs> she is
1: but I, I i do appreciate because for others we really like saw how their stories ended like simon for example in brains brawn we saw him go out with the two idols and a big flashback in this episode but shawnee they, they might be hanging on to that story for us i i'm not convinced it's not going to get spoiled for me but hey that's it comes with the territory it's, it's part of the gig i gotta get spoiled i'm sorry <laughs> Okay. Well, we're back with a new season of Australian Survivor. We're doing Heroes versus
0: Villains. How do you feel about this theme? Um, I've always loved the theme. And I I know that's mostly based on the American franchise and their season because it's so phenomenal. The cast was so great. Um, But my biggest issue is when you put any contestant into a theme that has to do with their personality traits whether it be true or not they really start to change their personality to fit that it's almost like you know you go through all the casting and casting is a very fucking long process and you want to prove to them that they chose the right person and Mm. that was the one thing i really appreciated about my season i did not have to i didn't feel like i had to be a certain person um you didn't I, have
1: to be a healer or a hustler exactly. or a no-caller.
0: And even I mean, even just with the diversity initiative, I didn't have to be the one gay person. So I didn't right. I, I did not feel any pressure to be anybody but myself. And I see immediately with what's that boy's name? Simon, that the one Simon. with the two idols. His everything about his personality that we're seeing so far is I am trying very hard to fit into this role of being a villain. When mm-hmm. when I th- – I, I don't know much about Simon, but his sto- his downfall is very sad. And, you know, you have two idols in your pocket, and you could very easily go into the category of, oh, this hero was beaten down by, you know, the winner, Haley, taken – like – but he's – I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. just feel like it makes you try too hard. And I'm not trying to diss on them, but it makes you try too hard. Yeah, it's funny because when I think back to Simon, I mean, like uh... – I wasn't rooting
1: for him in Brains versus Braun only because he's like an alpha male type and I just don't really root for the alpha male types in 90% of situations. And so then he had these two idols and then that really like he is no longer the underdog, right? Like you, I tend to root for the underdog. And as I recall it in that situation with him going home, like I felt like haley was a little bit of the villain but here she's on the hero stripe and i understand why but it's just interesting that simon gets put into this villain tribe for playing hard where i mean like haley played hard too i like i'm not saying either of them are miscast but certainly simon is leaning into the villain role
0: and i now I love Haley. I truly, truly love Haley. But all the content we're seeing, at least from this episode, is very villainous. Every speech she's giving, every I'm looking around for other people to fail, it is very villainous. There's nothing hero y about her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that,
1: like, I love that. I feel like we didn't get a whole lot of Haley in this episode, but those moments that we did get with her were so iconic. Just seeing Haley show up on the screen, like, as one of the very first people to show up, mm-hmm. I felt like, the, first of all, just those shots of that opening. Australian Survivor does such a great job with their openings and, you know, getting these trucks like out and ready to go, mm-hmm. driving through the jungle and picking up people as we went along. And sort of like getting this initial story of the rivalry between Haley and George. I just love seeing Haley back out there. I love that they've color coordinated an entire tribe based around Haley's iconic yellow jumpsuit. (laughs) Uh, I love that for her. I I really love seeing her back. I'm really excited about Haley playing. And I I think like she's kind of backed into a corner on the Heroes tribe and like, what she was saying was really smart that like we, this is the problem this like if you look back at heroes versus villains us the heroes tribe is boring like th- those people are boring mm-hmm. we want to watch the villain tribe we love a villain right and not all villains are bad people they but they're chaos creators and so i appreciate that Haley's in this situation where she's like look like i'm on a team that is like we're we're cast based on being nice and likable and that's not going to bode well for me if I go to tribal council.
0: Yeah. I feel so conflicted about how they casted the entire heroes crew because I'm really seeing very little hero here. The only one that I'm actually seeing as a hero is that lifeguard boy, that little cute blonde. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's just because Matt, they, I think they, his name is, <laughs> every time he talks they change the music for him. Like they mm. give him sweet boy music. And maybe that's just the music really changing my perception of him. He's giving me a lot of Cole vibes from Heroes, Hustlers, you know, that season, Cole, um, that blonde boy that was a recruit.
1: Heroes, Hustlers, Healers?
0: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well,
1: don't ask me. I don't remember that season. I know.
0: Season. I've, I've, I've only seen it once. Specifically, <laughs> like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that but there was a the, there was a very sweet guy. He got into a showmance, and he's giving me those vibes of just like oh this this sweet guy yeah i do Uh, think i think we have a couple heroes here i
1: do have the cast in front of me because wow (laughs) (laughs) i am not relying on australian survivor to show me the cast uh, in the first
0: episode
1: (laughs) so i do think that flick is a hero and i do think that sean is a hero to some extent like I, i i mean i don't remember that much heroicism from sean in his season but i do think he was like just generally kind of like an up and up nice guy and i do feel like they're really showing him in a light of like i'm working for the good of the tribe like i do feel like they're going out of their way a little bit to show sean as like an all-around good guy
0: yeah well i mean he's definitely the hero of saving the competitions and saving the tribe keeping them safe um Mm -hmm. he was Oh God! Six foot seven of the sexiest man. I am obsessed. Six I cannot believe seven. That is absurd. I dated someone that was six three, and it was uncomfortable. Like he was so tall.
1: But yeah. Six well, foot fucking. Seven.
0: People might not know how short you are. I'm not even short. I'm five ten. <laughs> That's not even short. <laughs>
1: uh
0: huh. Uh huh. What You're about?
1: Short. <laughs> I'm just looking at the tribes, and we're not doing like a cast assessment here. But I do have to point out, I would be remiss not to mention that this hero's tribe really does have a villain on
0: it. Oh yes, it does. Miss Rogue. That is Rogue. <laughs> this She's
1: pitch. come straight from oh my god at, at the X Men right <laughs> onto
0: Australian Survivor. <laughs> Her okay now I I have no um what's it called no dog in this fight which is probably the wrong analogy for somebody who's an animal <laughs> <laughs> activist, but her coming out with fur, faux or not, the controversy of just like your promote the, the argument being for a lot of people with PETA and whatnot, an animal rights activist that you are promoting the idea of fur, whether it be faux or real. And she comes on with this massive, very realistic looking fur jacket as an animal activist, she baffles me. Everything about do her Do you me.
1: think – so, like, you played in Fiji. Mm-hmm. I know that they are in Samoa. They're back in Samoa, the original Australian Survivor location, at least for the reboot. Samoa. Um, Samoa. <laughs> and it looks warm. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Do you wish at any point when you were in Fiji that you had a gigantic faux fur coat?
0: Never. Because it would never dry. Even at night? No, it wouldn't be dry. It would just be this floppy, wet, moisture-filled thing. Matted. It was yes. It would be terrible in that climate because it really does rain so much at night. It, it it really does, and they they don't show it much, but it rains so much at night. I don't care how hot it is during the day, and you can judge a whole season and say, "Well, that looks like great temperatures and easy." Damn it! Fucking pours at night. so now i would never bad bad wardrobe choice from (laughs) terrible Terrible.
1: but not her worst choice that she made this whole episode oh she's maybe we can get to that a little later (laughs) (laughs) we also have back on the hero's tribe and nina twine the princess of survivor your dear friend it seems like you and nina have formed quite a friendship
0: oh my god i i love her so much i got to spend a lot of time with her um recently in florida we had so much fun don't judge us for going to florida it was a mess it was for charity it was it was for charity charity. that makes up for being in florida um (laughs) (laughs) but she is
1: it was in support
0: of the don't say gay bill uh no i'm just kidding (laughs) nina is I, I can't overstate this. She is an amazing person. And if you have the pleasure of meeting her, she's just an all around good human being. She is so kind and she has a temperament of just the way that she can stay calm in shitty situations is truly unbelievable, especially I know we're getting slightly ahead. But the way Rogue comes for her and her just being able to smile through it. And that wasn't the editing, like, cutting out something that Nina said. No, she just smiled and would not give Rove the satisfaction. She Nina's a great, great person. I'm very happy to see that she's back on the show. Um, I really hope she goes far. But Can I ask
1: me, you, yeah. so Florida's on the
0: east coast of America? All the way on the other side in the east coast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't wow. talk to me like I'm stupid, because I'm actually from America. Um,
1: Yeah, you you actually are from America. I am. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) you're more American than me.
0: Okay, (laughs) so
1: one other person that I want to point out on the Heroes Tribe before we get into maybe talking a little bit about the villains is Sam Webb because I, as I mentioned, um, you know, getting through watching season one for the first time, I have to say every season of Australian Survivor uh, one young strapping lad comes forward as my all-time crush and <laughs> this time it's sam webb i love sam so much he's so cute and he was like a little bit of a grower because there's some like there's some people on this a grower sh- no, no, no 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 let's stay with me uh-huh. this isn't get your mind out of the gutter there are some people where it's like it's like sean right like sean is a beautiful specimen of a human being you know it from day one sam's a little bit like obviously he's good looking he's got a great physique he's got everything going for him Mm -hmm. but it's like the personality starts to come out and it's very like i've created this whole fantasy world where it's like my before sunrise is like i'm on a train in europe and sam is on the train too and then we meet and we fall in love and we're like staying at a hostel and like i've got i've created this whole world around sam in my head and so uh now this is like you know all these years <laughs> later this is my before sunset like we're seeing each other again
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so i can't wait to see where this goes
0: um i love his uh spiderweb tattoo on his arm <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, i'm he... walking in the spiderwebs in, in the
1: words of gwen stefani <laughs>
0: he is uh now i i do not in any way feel i am a sandra or a seri you know like when they followed me on instagram or or twitter or wherever you know i fangirled and that was like a very special moment for me but most survivor players were all just human beings whatever when i followed sam on social media he sent me like the sweetest kindest message he's just like a nice human being that's nice yeah. Well, moving on. <laughs> Shut- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to feed in. I'm trying to feed your fantasy of you realizing, like, he is that nice. I know what
1: you're trying to do, Ricard.
0: Uh huh. He's okay. Fine.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the villains' tribe because this is very much head up, at least in the edit. By <laughs> George, King George is back. And yeah, we've got the rivalry, r- rivalry with Haley, but we've also just got the enigma, the icon of King George back. And he's talking a big game right out the gate. He's got a crown. Uh, I think it's really interesting the way that they're framing this Haley George thing that like Haley took George out. Eh,
0: not exactly. I was so confused by that. Like, it continues to confuse me because, like, she (laughs) didn't. She didn't. I mean, like, it's one way to look at it. (laughs) I don't think it's a way to look at it. I'm not sure it's the right way. It's just a way to look at it. But I loved their moment looking at each other on the buses when they were on the trucks. I was like, okay, this is a little bit of an epic moment. I'm loving this. But no, she didn't take him out. She just spoke better than him at trial. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
1: Uh, some other people I would like to mention. We talked about Simon a little bit. I think we'll get to him mm-hmm. some more as we talk about the episode. Jordy is back. Our good dear friend, Jordy the Joker from, mm-hmm. <laughs> from Blood versus Water. He yeah. is back.
0: You know, he grew on me. He grew on me. Mm-hmm. He's a grower. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um <laughs> I'm I'm very annoyed by his little intro of him saying, I was nicknamed the joke." No, you were not. You nicknamed yourself the Joker. <laughs> yeah. You came up with that. You had a moment. You had an epiphany during, I actually remember the confessional where he's realizing like, oh, I'm like a Joker in this. Oh, oh okay. Batman. Bump. Uh-huh. And he stuck with it. Now, yeah. that yeah. aside, a yeah. little pet peeve of mine, his intro with him and Shoney, is that how you say your name? Shoney? Shani Shawnee walking in to get. I'm obsessed with them as a duo. I hope they end up working together love i i actually kind of really like Jordy so far in this first episode like i agree intro. with
1: you i yeah. agree with you i think like the action so well first off when he did had his intro which is like joker Jordy, and he's doing the dance the phoenix yeah. joker dance on the stairs mm-hmm. uh my blood was boiling <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way i was irate <laughs> um just because like that is so there's nothing that's more incel vibes than like straight guys who imagine that they are the joker Uh do you know what i mean like (laughs) there's just really turns i'm not saying that that's what geordie is i'm just saying like that's the vibe it gives me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: having said that i was pleasantly surprised with the way that he was like playing the social game i thought that he was doing a good job and he was not irritating me in the slightest so like good on jordy i think jordy's evolving
0: yeah no I, I really liked him and not to hop ahead but just his interactions with the other players when they were stressed out or whatever he actually gave off very calming vibes like and it's not just the edit he just seemed like a very lovable human being <laughs> mm.
1: Okay, wow, well wow, we're going far with this. I know. I'm surprised. Um, Shawnee I thought had an incredible intro. Oh god. The yes. inflation comments, mm-hmm. the uh you know, the the tipping down of the sunglasses and the pool, like everything. I see why Shawnee's iconic. Shawnee is of course the First three-time player of Australian Survivor. That is something. Mm -hmm. So very excited to see whether Shawnee will be given the opportunity to live up to the reputation that I've heard she
0: has. Mm -hmm. I liked her a lot, too. I'm not going to say any comments. I should wait till we're actually at the point to talk about gameplay. But I really liked her intro as well
1: there's a few people here i mean like we'll talk about anjali we'll talk about jackie i think i don't have a lot to say off the bat but somebody i do need to mention is sarah because when this cast came (laughs) out i was like okay how are they going to cast the heroes and the villains i get it for returning players because we've got a resume we got we got history to look at right Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, so now they're gonna cast regular, normal people in the role of hero and villain. Hero, I get that's feels easy. To cast somebody as a villain based on their personal life feels like pretty aggressive. And so I'm looking at these people. I'm like, wow, there's a like a, a beauty queen. What do we call that? Like a pa- pageant queen is more of a mm-hmm. drag term, yeah. But a but be- like a beauty pageant contestant, whatever they call them. Uh, and she was Miss Australia. And I thought, wow, that is so sexist to cast a beauty queen as a villain just because what she's like an, a competitive airhead. Is that what they're trying to tell me? And I googled her. I was like, so, I was like, so, something. There must have been an event, right? And mm-hmm. and specifically, I googled her, being like, is she like a Tanya Harding esque figure where she like kneecapped somebody?
0: Literally, I was Google. Did you see me grab my phone? I was looking up who the figure skater was (laughs) because I was going to make that reference. (laughs) It's Tanya.
1: (laughs) So I'm, like, not finding anything on Google. Can't find a thing about this woman. So I was like, wow, they really did that. They're really doing misogyny again. Uh, And and, uh, lo and behold, (laughs) she introduces herself uh, as Sarah, who, who says... Miss Grease claims I pushed her down the stairs. If I did, she wouldn't have gotten up.
0: <laughs> so sounds good.
1: like somebody who pushed Miss Grease down the stairs. <laughs> like it's giving O.J. Simpson. If I did it,
0: <laughs> so good. So she's yeah. your winner pick now.
1: She's your well, favorite. like I did tweet that she's my winner pick, but I have to say. <laughs> Didn't see her again in the episode, <laughs> so so I'm not sure I've locked that in as a winner pick, and and we'll get to a winner pick at the end of our recap here. But mm-hmm. uh, she's she's on my radar for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised by her. Is there anybody else you want to talk about on the villains tribe?
0: Um, not really. I I mean yeah. I've hung out and with George in real life, and what you see on screen oh. that is not a shtick. That is literally exactly him. He talks like that all. The time. And now, I don't I mean that in a negative you. way. He just really is like that. <laughs> oh, I, be- I
1: believe it. I believe it. I have to ask you because you're schmoozing with King George, Princess Nina, all this royalty. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening to Prince Harry's audiobook at home, but you are <laughs> amongst royalty. And I need to clarify what do you know about this season, if anything? cuz i don't want any spoilers here.
0: What do i know? Like do i yeah. know any spoilers?
1: Well, like if you were hanging out with George and Nina in mm-hmm. the past months, yeah. post filming of Heroes versus Villains. Yes. Did they talk?
0: They actually did not talk at all. Um okay. George did not say one single word. Did not bring up the season. Made no reference to the season. Well, it doesn't uh, sound
1: like he does very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> um, I can say Ni- whatever I want. Ni- <laughs> Nina want like clearly is so excited to talk about it, but is an amazing secret keeper. Has not said anything.
1: Okay. 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 So all of these iconic players and people show up on their huge trucks at the reward challenge. And I have to say, I really, really loved this challenge because I've kind of forgotten, you know, we've been watching Survivor 42 and 43 in the time since our last Australian Survivor season. And I forgot how creative and innovative the Australian Survivor Challenges are. And this is like a perfect example. Like it's a simple idea and yet there's so much to it, and it's that there is sort of food, gear, supplies, strewn all over, uh, basically, it's not even an obstacle course, just in a field, and the tribes have to throw, uh, collect uh, the supplies that they want, throw them up onto a platform, get them onto a second platform to kind of protect them, and then the whole tribe has to get up there, and then they have to light a torch. And the first one with their torches lit, with their torch lit, gets to keep all of the supplies the other one uh, goes home with nothing and i feel like this is such a great idea for a challenge like it is so ingenious that you can kind of be like well what do we want and does it matter what we get as long as we get something that puts us in a better position than the other tribe
0: yeah and they really seem to go for it like they seem to get a lot of stuff They got a shit ton. The heroes did phenomenally. And now this, I don't know if this is um, through the Survivor franchise in general or just the Australian franchise, but apparently that first platform was the highest platform that you would have to uh, go up, because the last person has to go up it by themselves, Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: the highest platform they've ever done in the history of the franchise. So where
1: did you find this
0: out? Uh, From a past, from a player from the season. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This just what I was told, so I thought that was kind of a fun fact.
1: Yeah, and okay, so there we go. So a little Survivor history here, but also this is where we start to see Simon uh, really. (laughs) <laughs> lean into his title as villain where not only is he stealing items mm-hmm. from the first platform from the heroes which I thought was actually pretty
0: smart very smart uh,
1: but, <laughs> but then in like a last ditch effort because they're kind of falling behind and Sean has all this time to go get his tribe's torch for the heroes and sort of like walk it back and then he's six foot seven so it's not going to be a problem for him getting back on the platform and so he's like hang on the platform and Simon jumps down and pulls him down from the platform in like a last ditch desperate effort because it was not never going to make a difference because i still had to get all the way to get his torch bring it back and get on his platform so it just felt it felt a little dirty it felt unnecessary
0: oh yeah yeah and i i'm not trying to just shit on simon but that's what i'm saying with the playing into the stair like would he have done that if he was a hero like would he have yeah, i don't think probably so. not I think, like, they're riling each other up. He, who, who knows what the audio is cutting out? Maybe the, everybody on his side was like, pull it down! Like, they could have been riling each other up and starting this mentality of, like, we're the villains. This is fun. This is what we do. And I, I just can't stand that. It's not that I can't stand Simon. I just hate that. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, it's uh, fine. I, 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 I do like
1: seeing Simon. i like simon he's fine he looks great um the body is insane well the heroes end up winning thanks to sean's height uh and so they are going home with the supplies and so maybe here we can check in with the tribes as they're getting to know each other Let's go over to the Heroes Camp because they are bringing home the supplies and they're introducing each other to each other. And this is where you get like kind of Haley's little glimpse into her story, which is basically, as I said, that everything's going a little too well. They've got all this stuff. Everybody's getting along. And she's not liking this because historically, as she tells us, uh, winners of Australian Survivor, have never survived the first tribal they've gone to. So a little bit of a spoiler for me, but mm-hmm. that is that is an important piece of information to have if you're Haley. And so you want to find some issue that you can drive a wedge into to like create, you know, rally behind somebody we need to get out. And I think Haley's having a little problem with this until Rogue opens her mouth, until Rogue goes rogue.
0: <laughs> now, Now, I will say like... She's getting lucky if the edit is telling us the truth. We saw a lot of face reactions of um, of Haley seeing these interactions with Rogue and mm-hmm. Nina. But we don't know if that's yeah. what we were actually seeing the facial reaction to. Mm-hmm. Um, other than her just potentially noticing stuff going on around her... I, I don't think she's actually getting anything, or at least we're not being shown her doing anything that is helping her. The only thing I really saw with Hayley was the pilot telling her not to be cocky, which <laughs> actually yeah. made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. That that pilot- What's his name? His name Isn't it on is his shirt? Jerry. Well,
1: no, this is what I'm confused about. His name is Jerry, but on the shirt it says, Poppy, the man, the myth, the legend.
0: Who the fuck's Poppy?
1: And so I don't know if he's Poppy, if that's like a nickname- or if Poppy is a man, a myth, legend, I don't know anything about.
0: Maybe somebody that's just famous in Australia. But I doubt they would let him wear a shirt <laughs> yeah. that has to do with a f- another famous person. Like, I wouldn't show up with, like, Love Kobe. Like <laughs> That would be weird. Love who? Kobe Bryant. Like, that's oh, just the first name that popped Kobe. into my mind. Kobe. <laughs> but is this, like, another Juicy Dave? <laughs> this nickname uh, that nobody right. understands, <laughs> Juicy Dave. Remind? Me.
1: Oh yeah, Juicy Juicy Dave.
0: Dave the mu- wow. the dad of I, that. I, I did not
1: brush up on my blood versus water before this. Neither so,
0: but, did I. Yeah. I. Just popped that name right <laughs> out of my little head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I dropped that name like a hot potato. <laughs> um, but Poppy, hey, if anybody in Australia knows a famous Poppy that could be described as a man, a myth, a legend who might be listening to this podcast, please DM me on Instagram and and fill me in because I would like to get to the bottom of this. But with no spoilers about
0: tonight's episode, please. Of course not. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> okay, Rogue, back to Rogue. That's absolute back to Rogue
1: because Rogue <laughs> is the star of the show over on the Heroes Tribe and this is I think the headline-making interaction from this premiere episode where they're all working together and they're building a shelter and Rogue is talking to Nina. Now, we heard Rogue tell us that uh, she's from a lot of places. They all introduce Themselves to each other. And mm-hmm. she says she's from Africa. She's from New Zealand. She's from Australia. She's from America.
0: I don't know how that works.
1: <sighs> what does that mean?
0: How How is that, Miss Rogue?
1: <laughs> she's a citizen of the planet. Uh, I, w- w- I would like to know the passport she holds. Because the story I heard when she introduced herself at the beginning of the episode was that she spent a few years in Africa advocating For wildlife and and sort of, like, advocating against trophy hunting, Mm -hmm. which is a very admirable thing to do. Good for Rogue. But that does not make somebody from Africa. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, you're already tiptoeing into hot water with that. Now, to then say (laughs) to somebody (laughs) that you are more african-american than them because you've lived both in africa and america (laughs) is like i don't know what century she was zoomed in from but it wasn't
0: this one wild she has such a narrow i i i just with it's not even just that interaction, it's everything she says, it's like it's kinda of like she's lacking the comprehension of when people are speaking, kind of like when I was a kid and I couldn't comprehend what I was reading very well. It took me way too long to like comprehend all mm-hmm. the things I'm I'm participating in the books. I'm reading the words, but I'm not oh, yeah. getting it. <laughs> right. And so like when I'm gonna call him Poppy now. Until I until I know otherwise <laughs> he's Poppy. So <laughs> okay. like when Poppy was saying I'm closer to death than anybody else and her responding with i disagree with you i've almost died three times oh yeah what the fuck are you talking about? it's one thing if he was to say you know i i've been so closer to death than anybody else i had this one interaction fine maybe you can say you disagree but he's like 72 years old you're 35 or something what are you talking about she doesn't get the conversation at all and her response makes no sense
1: so i'm getting wow doesn't make any sense yeah for yeah like she, she, don't even get me started. Like the, okay, the, the, the racial issue is one thing. And, and this is much sillier than that, but like, I almost died. Well, it, it reminds me of this. There was this argument on big brother UK once where this woman was arguing with this guy and she was saying, um, you know, my, my daughter died. My daughter died. And he's like, but your daughter's alive. And she's like, yeah, but she died. And he's like, well, if she died, she wouldn't be alive. And she's like, no, she almost died, though. And it's like, oh, so she almost died. (laughs) So she didn't die. And it was like a really big, like very heated argument. It's like there is – this is a very – there are some issues that are gray, Uh right? This is not one of those issues. He (laughs) died or he didn't die. And in this case, I think she had some adventures,
0: Mm-hmm. She, she may have had some near-death experiences, but that
1: does not make one close to death. <laughs> Baffling. In fact, you're further away from it now. You're you're further from death than you've ever been because you've gotten close.
0: <laughs> now, the one conversation, you know what, Miss Rogue, you, I, I'm going to allow you to have this when you were asking Sean if he was circumcised. Can we just get oh. some details? Did he show I you? I forgot about that one. <laughs> So she's
1: holding the machete and she's like, so you circumcised (laughs) (laughs) like
0: she's wild.
1: She also, though, didn't know. Somebody told her that Haley was a winner. I don't think she knows what show she's on.
0: No clue. No clue. And then she said she's the only technical hero there, right? She's like, technically, I'm the only hero here. And then she talked about her accolades and saving animals. Oh. <laughs> but she doesn't know these other people.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's wild.
0: She is wild.
1: Yeah. So do we want to say anything more about the Nina Rogue situation? Because Sandra had a lot to say.
0: Um, I think definitely just check out Sandra's posts. Uh, Rogue blocked Sandra on Twitter. Oh. Now, now. This Now, uh, maybe I'm reading into this too much, but the wording that Sandra used made it seem like this was before she posted anything. It was a preemptive blocking because she knew Sandra was going to say something to her, and she didn't want to deal with Sandra. Hmm.
1: Well, there's no bigger fan of Australian Survivor than Sandra. Sandra (laughs) is tweeting at people. (laughs) <laughs> online <laughs> showing them illegal apps that they can use to watch the show for Sandy. free um she is she's she's a big fan of australian survivor and i love her for that i would love to have her on the podcast to talk about the season um, so if you can work your magic i know you're, you're she said royalty, she said so. she
0: would do it she truly said she would do it we were doing karaoke also in florida <laughs> yeah i did karaoke with sandra in florida she's a hoot she was wearing a tutu and she agreed she's ready just call her up i got her number (laughs) okay okay
1: We'll, we'll, we'll work on that this was sandra's response after watching uh this episode on whatever app she's using to watch it rogue bitch stars emoji this is outrageous how are you so ignorant didn't you say you had a sense of right and wrong Good point, good point, because Rogue actually said she, like, is the one, she, she has a great sense of right and wrong mm-hmm. early in the episode. Hashtag Survivor AU, bitch, please. <laughs> Adios, mate.
0: <laughs> it's so good. And the fact that she censored bitch. both. Yeah,
1: so it's B asterisk TC asterisk, which is, like, a, a censoring I've never seen, actually, before. Yeah. I get taking the I out. The vowel makes sense, but the last H, surprising. Yeah. It's almost like Bitcoin if you look really quickly.
0: (laughs) And so Sandra tweeted this in response to someone else saying, Rogan's on the wrong tribe. She's Mm -hmm. definitely in the wrong tribe. Angry face. And she blocked me, probably knowing I would have something to say. Now, that wording Mm -hmm. tells me this was before she had something to say. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so she was like shit i remember what i said i might have gotten in trouble let me block sandra <laughs> yeah yeah she now I'll i went to her instagram the- i went to rogues instagram she hasn't posted a damn thing about this show nothing oh hasn't said a word now this was as of 7 p.m the day after but she hasn't no acknowledgement of anything interesting. on
1: interesting well her you're right you, you are right but she did take the opportunity to update her profile picture to one of the uh, iconic Australian Survivor profile pictures that they provide to the cast.
0: I believe you're required to in your contract, so that's not really a <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sent... she doesn't even
1: she doesn't even have a story about it. Yeah, nothing. So
0: you, yeah, when they send you your assets, you have to post it.
1: Yeah, the best we can say is that she's ashamed of her behavior, which she should be. Yes. Uh I I think like all the other comments are like funny, like the circumcision and like that. Like that's just like a a total like doofus move. Mm-hmm. Um bad social gameplay, but we live for that kind of stuff. We don't live for white people racially policing people of color. We don't live for that.
0: Yeah, the one black so, woman on the show. No. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that. So uh, we'll see what happens with Rogue here, but Haley may may have found her uh, her way out of the first Tribal Council
0: if they get rid of Haley before rogue <laughs> my lord well, this is
1: the thing this is the kind of person that you can keep around because it's it. like you can always get rid of them expendable but you have to be careful in australian survivor with that because the number of potential swaps and people going who knows where exile island mm-hmm. redemption rock like we don't know where these people are going so i do feel like in australian survivor you have to be a little bit more careful about that Look what happened with Sophie and all that last season. And
0: (laughs) they did manage
1: to get her out. But like, that was like a dangerous situation potentially.
0: Yeah. So then what we go back to the villains and we see somebody like that. The direction of the episode really confused me. I thought the episode was going to be directed at getting Michael, the journalist out. Mm. Right. He's looking for Mm. idols and everybody's like, Yeah. But then all of a sudden, everyone's like, let's go with Michael. (laughs) What? Everyone's team Michael and his plan to get out George.
1: Yeah, it was a little confusing because I was trying to keep track of where everybody's falling here. Because we we do get some very early prototype alliances coming together. And the clearest one, I think, is George, Anjali, and Jackie. Right, oh, and jackie. well, that's not going to work out very well for anybody in the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> uh, yeah, George is. Uh, if he's coming back to the game, he's on his own. So uh, that's the sort of like the the, the clearest, distinct uh, grouping we get because then we kind of get this Michael thing where he's being shifty, and then he pulls in Fraser and Liz. And they're all about getting George out.
0: Fraser. Uh, oh, the real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. The he didn't seem guy. like really all in though. He seemed startled by Michael and just stood there. <laughs> well, because Michael was like pulling down his
1: eyelids and being like BD eyes, beady, like look like yeah. I can I can he wasn't saying BD eyes. He was giving BD eyes. He was like, I this whole thing about reading people's eyes and that that's how I mean like he's not wrong, but I think he's going about it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so that he's like got these potential allies and he's forcing them to stare into his eyes. That would turn me off a little bit. And so maybe that's what Fraser was feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, right after this conversation and uh, Michael goes up to, I, I think, Simon and says "Yeah, th- the same thing. Like, we're getting out, George. Just say yes. And it's confirmed. Is it Jordy who sees that interaction and then says that Michael has beady eyes?
1: That's right. <laughs> Jordy calls out the BDIs, and I have to say, like, okay, Jordy's right. Jordy is right. I'm on Jordy's side. I never thought I'd be Team Jordy, but he is right. BDIs. I know. BDIs. He doesn't like the BDIs. And uh, Simon and Jordy, they're on to Mike from this point, but they're but they're also, like, conflicted because they're like, we also have a cockroach to crush. And they are right. I think they are right to want to deal with George first because we have seen the cockroach of Bankstown get all the way to the end uh, while people are trying to get him out. So I really do think that they are right. And like George was saved by the, I was going to say skin of his teeth, but I think it was the skin of his forehead
0: in this episode. Oh, it is. Okay. I've seen, I've seen the scar in person. Uh huh. It's deep. I mean, yeah. it's like half an, well, you're on the metric system. It's like a centimeter into his forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, um, it, it didn't look good I, I don't know i don't know what he's gonna look like when he comes back but i mean we did see the previews he is coming back because i do recall previews where uh, i could see the mark on his forehead which we didn't see clearly in this episode yeah. um and so i'm quite confident he's coming back in episode two um so we will see but uh yeah he I, I think george got lucky because i really do think that the villains would have gone for him at the first
0: tribal council now did you get the emotion that I got with Simon of his like it, it was like a lot of passion and wanting to get George out like it was this unfinished business. He couldn't get George out. He was out of the game and he never got him out. It was really giving me like Steven Fishback vibes of, you know, his returning season with what's the guy with the long hair, Joe. I was yeah. like, I need to get him out. I need to get him out. They called George a cockroach so many damn times. It just made me, it it reminded me of that as all. Well. That's all. I feel like there's gonna be a fixation on George that might blind them for the rest of I the I think game.
1: rightfully so. Yeah. I think if if George gets to the end, he wins. Like there is no way if if I'm on the jury, if George is in that final tribal council against all odds, he deserves to win. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so George has a real uphill battle to be fighting when he comes back into this game. And I mean there's a reason. Like th- there is something to be said. I think there I, f- I do feel like there's like a strategy to playing multi-seasons, right? And it's hard to say when you are in your first season that I I, I feel like almost nobody is thinking Forward to playing another season while they're in the midst of their season, mm-hmm. sure some are, but like there's no way for you to guarantee that you're going to be appearing again, right? So it's like George shot his shot in his first season and he shot it hard. So I think that like to come back and not have the biggest target in the world on your back is going to be impossible for George.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, I think, you know, if he had, uh, if he was able to go back in time, maybe he would have played a little quieter. Although he was also playing with his back against the wall. So like all his flashy moves were kind of necessary. Like every, like he did every time he saved himself, he needed to be saved. He would have been sent home that night. So it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what the right way for George to play is right now, but I think the right way have is for him, him to game. just
0: be himself because he is loud and boisterous and he doesn't hide anything, but that will give people enough ammunition to, you know, be able to say we need to keep him around because we're always going to hate him and we're going to I I do think that's how he can get to the end. That's the only yeah. way he can get to the end by wanting by uh, putting himself as a shield, posing himself as a shield. Is that yeah. the appropriate way to say it? And saying, you know, you keep me. You're always going to have what one... every time I'm in this game, you have one more day in this game. Yeah, it's his way forward.
1: And I guess if you're Simon and Jordy, who are kind of they're in a similar position, they're returning, they have something to prove.
0: Jordy specifically. And
1: they've got uh, they've got a devil they know and a devil they don't. They've got this weirdo Michael with the beady eyes, who <laughs> they don't know what he's up to. He's scheming and plotting. Yeah, he wants to get George out, but then what, right? And then he's got this like army of followers of like Fraser and Liz. potentially Let's just imagine that this actually carried through where like Frazier and liz are like his close allies and they do get george out then what like simon had two idols like simon should be a big threat too he's a big mm-hmm. physical threat uh the fact that he had two idols in his previous season he was strategizing like pretty hard and it's just that <clears throat> kind of luck that um they managed to pull not luck but you know they managed to pull off a big blind side with a lot of effort and so like if i'm simon and Jordy, i might be like let's just work with George. We have a common interest and like at some point we can try to cut him. Um, but George, as we know, is like very loyal to his allies. Yeah. So I think if you just like get him now that he's a free agent, he's lost his closest allies. I think he's up for grabs and he's a good asset to have.
0: I think he, wait, actually, no, never mind. I was about to say, I think that George said at one point that he's never turned on an ally, but I think that was actually sh- uh Shawnee. That was Shawnee. Shawnee. So, never mind. Yeah.
1: She said she's never turned on her number one.
0: No, that's right. There we go. Something you can't relate to. (laughs) She turned on my (laughs) first? I have stories. (laughs) Okay. 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 okay.
1: So, at the immunity challenge, we have a big obstacle course. Um, Before we get to that, though, I do love the tribes getting to the mat and George leaning over and going, Hello, Nina. (laughs) (laughs) Hungry? (laughs)
0: <laughs> very creepy little moment but because it's like
1: because like i get that i think that they have a relationship outside of the game even yes. before this season uh, because I, I i could just tell that nina spent a lot of time in australia and with former players But we don't know that as an audience. So it's like, whoa, we are targeting of Nina here from George. Um, And hey, some of the players don't know that either, because some of them don't even know what show they're on. So (laughs) that was an interesting moment.
0: It was funny. But when I heard, it actually took me a minute to reprogram myself to be like, this is TV right now. They're in the game. And people don't know everything going on. To me, I thought it was a cute moment because I know they're friends because they were the right. two I hung out with the whole time yeah. like you know they're yeah. they're tight um so that was kind of funny yeah i i, I would be pretty annoyed if i was Nina though
1: <laughs> totally but, but but we don't know like there may have been a lot of back and forth between various players uh mm-hmm. and they just showed us that one cuz it was funny
0: i guess we do see in australian survivor a lot more than american them all interacting with each other, which is forbidden oh, yeah. on American. Like we're and not some allowed to Playful talk
1: to each taunting. Other. Oh, you can't do that.
0: No, we're not allowed to. I am sure oh. in the past they must have been allowed to, because we saw a lot in the older seasons, but our current seasons, we can't look at each other. We cannot look at the other tribes. I like the immunity idol. It's green in my honor. Hey, I have a conspiracy theory
1: about the immunity idol. Uh oh.
0: It's Is an it just idol? me?
1: Or does <laughs> it look like two
0: pieces? Um, that skull looks like it comes off of that base. I was pretty fixated on the base being a piece of wood because they have multiple uh, idols in case one breaks or something happens. And I was thinking like, how did they get two pieces of wood that look so similar to make two identical idols? And I I was fixated on that. I actually did not notice what you're saying.
1: Well, like the whole thing could be like a mole. It could be like a resin thing. It might not be a real piece of wood. Mm -hmm. Um, Possible, but, but Next time we see it, take a look. It does look like the skull could come off the base, and we could have a three-tribe scenario at some point pre-merge.
0: Oh, maybe. That's my I conspiracy mean, theory. They definitely, I mean, what weren't the idols just last year? Uh, little tiny skulls? That's that's also a thought that popped in my head. They're Im- the immunity idols, individual immunity, hidden idols, mm. were the little skulls. And I was like, oh, they're using the skulls again. <laughs> mm.
1: Okay, so we are doing a big obstacle course here. Uh, we're you know going through mud pits, we're th- smashing through the stick tunnel. I like the stick tunnel, love it. It looked dangerous, but I liked it very dangerous. Uh, and then they're <laughs> bre- breaking targets at the end with a hammer. But the big story here is Jackie and George having their injuries, where uh, right at the beginning, and they're going through over this huge cube basically into the mud pit, and both of them take a very hard fall. George has a head injury of some kind and Jackie as we find out later fractures her collarbone, which is just awful.
0: Yes, and there must have been they must have been walked through the challenge beforehand and told specifically to do a forward flip, like to flip over because mm. one of the after the first duo do it. Right afterwards, somebody shouts in the background do a flip. Make sure you do a like reminding mm. them almost. And then the very next pair we see were them face planning and like what a coincidence that both of them get injured. Totally. But no one else does. The whole the whole challenge just those two and side by side. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, really unfortunate way to lose Jackie, but um I do think George is coming back. And in the end the Sam, Sam Webb shoots the the winning shot for the heroes and he looks great doing it. And so the heroes have won both challenges in this episode and they are avoiding tribal council and the villains are going, uh, but George and Jackie are not going back to camp. They don't even know if they're going to be back for tribal. Uh, the rule here in Australia is that you can be pulled for medical reasons for up to 24 hours. And so there's a big question looming over the, the strategy here for the villains of like, are George and Jackie gonna be there, or are they not? We kind of have like we kind of have to have like plans a, B, and C. I mean, you'd probably have them anyway, but we need to have them for real for real.
0: I cannot believe they have twenty four hours out of the game for medical attention. like that's just absurd. I like it. You don't like that. I, I mean, I think they should have it for everyone, but the right. fact that it exists in only one part of this franchise and not the other, that is not a thing that is acceptable in the U.S. version, which yeah. I think makes it a little bit tougher. However, we still have it a little bit easy in present day. We have medical tents. They, they can take care of you there, and as long as they do not have to leave the island – they can take care of you right there. Yeah. Um, like we just saw Carla get stitches in season 43 in her hand because they could do it on site. But when it was old school, I remember um, Eliza telling me from Vanuatu that she had impaled her hand with a machete walking around in the dark. And she was like, this is going to get infected. Bubble. They did nothing. And they said, if you want attention for it, you can quit the game. Mm. very stern no medical mm. whatsoever so it, they've taken a few steps but damn uh, 24 hours that's a whole day <laughs> I don't mind that
1: because sometimes you hear about like an injury and they take them away and then like ultimately they were fine and it's mm. like look it's not their fault there's not a hospital on the island um, and I don't I do think like yeah lots can happen in 24 hours but I, I do think like for everything that you go through to be on this show it's like you don't want an inconsequential injury to take you out. And you also don't want to, you don't, nobody needs to be risking their life to stay in the game. You know what I
0: mean? So it's like, I,
1: I, I, appre- I like this. I think it's a good balance.
0: No, I, I truly do like it. I think I'm, I'm just having jealousy. That's You're all. And fortu- it's very fortunate <laughs> for me. I never had to deal with anything like this, yeah. Um. but it's scary how close you can come to this or the decision you have to make as an individual of mm-hmm. like, Oh, is this worth it? What, what do I do? I remember being yeah. so shocked that flick was able to stay in the game when she found out her mom died. It, like if you yeah. find out any information from home, you're also pulled from the game. You can't find mm. out a piece of anything from home and mm. then stay in the game. That kid, that's not an option. Mm, that's So true. yeah, just little yeah. things like that. That are wild. Yeah.
1: <sighs> um, okay. So let's talk a little bit of strategy uh, for the villains, because I think the key things that happen here are that uh, Liz and Shawnee come together and in a little alliance i like how liz proposes to shawnee
0: super here, cute Gets
1: down on one knee and it's like let's do it and they seem tight they seem tight the problem i'm having is that liz shawnee and sarah are all looking like a little similar for me <laughs> and <laughs> literally i'm having trouble keeping them apart but i i'll get I'll, 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 I'll get used to it
0: sarah's a giant <laughs> That's the one I. Yeah. she always stands out. She's so. But sometimes damn tall. there's
1: like I think Shawnee's quite small. No,
0: Shawnee looks very tiny, and she has the short hair.
1: But sometimes <laughs> she has like she has this one confessional where I'm like she that that is Sarah, because <laughs> Sarah's actually not talking in the show. But uh, I I'll, I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> so ba- basically, it kind of comes around that like Shawnee is worried because if George isn't there. Or if George goes home, Shawnee's worried that she's the next biggest target because of her track record on Survivor. And she's like, well, if if I'm not keeping around George, then I'm screwed. And so she's wanting to get the target off of George a little bit. And so she's kind of going like George adjacent. So she's like, let's get rid of Jackie if she's there, or Angeli. Which and is great. Very yeah, good. It's it's smart. Um, so it's it's like she's not out of line, she's still taking the shot in George's direction. But uh keeping the shield in the game.
0: Yes. And she's right to be concerned. It's just comical to see that she's concerned about everybody but the one person who wants her out
1: desperately.
0: What's <laughs> the name know what Stevie? To make of
1: this story. The what? Stevie Shawnee story, I don't know what to make of it. It's weird. It, He's like obsessed. a lot of time was spent on that. And there better be some payoff because I was like it was like two sentences in. I was like, I got it. I got i I get it. <laughs> I got the history. I know where they're both coming from. And boy, did they drill that into the ground for fifteen minutes?
0: <laughs> they're at Camp and at tribal. I mean, it was giving tribal. like oceans eleven. I've been in jail thinking up this plan for twelve yeah. years. Like <laughs> the
1: four year vendetta Stevie has against Shawnee. how? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and were you were you telling me because I don't really know much about Stevie, he was not even merge. He was one of the first. No, so out. yeah,
1: I like I found the because I haven't seen Shawnee's season, so yeah. uh, but I did hear this. I think from um, RHAP coverage or Talking Tribal, uh, but I did hear it from I'm pretty sure Shannon. She was talking about how like yeah, Stevie was like an early boot and that like shawnee probably was not thinking about him uh and meanwhile he's at home plotting a four-year you know like revenge plan in the hopes of landing on the same season as her again and being able to and here he is so like hey hold a grudge because sometimes sometimes (laughs) you might be able to get your revenge that's that's the the moral here
0: Uh uh-huh um
1: but ultimately, like it's going, it's going, Angela, and I feel like that's pretty clear. But Angelina has uh, a quote here that I feel like would uh, absolutely send Jeff Probst to the moon, where she says that she's nervous because in Survivor, trust is like a porcelain plate at a Greek wedding. <laughs> Which, like that, I mean, I've heard a lot of analogies on U.S. Survivor, and I've never heard something so succinct and beautiful as that.
0: Um. Not to get ahead, because I always do. But her pancake one too?
1: Yeah, the pancake was good.
0: The pancake She's she's quick. And she's good. It's not that she was my favorite necessarily, but I had a moment of I want to see this badass story grow. I wanna see, you know, the Jackie from Boost story almost, like a badass strong CEO type woman grow.
1: Mm. Oh, Jackie from Boost. <laughs> yeah. I was like,
0: who? Yeah. I was like, "What's boost?" She was PS uh, yeah, season, right? right? Godmother, you're whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, I think Angela had a, like a lot in her left to give, and I think it's a shame that she left. Like, she's a. It's a sad early boot, first boot, yeah. um, because I do think that, like, yeah, she just she had a lot left in her, and I think she really could have evolved as a survivor player. So, um, but I also get why she went home. But yeah, but the the mechanics of Tribal Council were interesting because basically they get there and. Uh, he tells them that you know we don't we don't know what's happening yet, but we will know by the end of the night. And it's like
0: liar. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's a liar. And so
1: they yeah they have this whole tribal council. They vote just at the right time. as Apple Watch dings, and he's like, "That's the <laughs> notification." That, oh, so you guys have voted. Uh, but I actually have some information for you that Jackie's not coming back. George is going to stay overnight. He might come back. He might not.
0: And so because Jackie's not coming back, we could either read the votes or we could not read the votes. Now, to give them that choice is so odd. Even for the even for the drama, I, I just don't understand being okay with the potential of three people. They know George is coming back. But the potential of three people being out in one night, wild. Three's a lot. Wild. Three's a lot.
1: What would you have done here? Would you want to see the votes or would you leave it and go back to camp?
0: I think I would have wanted to read the votes if I was anybody but Sh- uh, Shawnee. And yeah. you could clearly see she doesn't have a very good poker face because she looks stressed. Yeah, all well. Traveling. I I feel like
1: the conversation pre-vote really like focused on the Stevie Shawnee thing and Stevie being not so subtle, being like, "Actually, can you not? Can you stop asking me questions? I don't want to yeah. say anymore." Like that was a little like I could see why Shawnee was on edge.
0: Yes. And you know, there's so much more to the conversation that they left out. But Mm -hmm. as the viewer, them leaving all of that in and so hyper focused on it, I was actually pretty stressed for her for a minute. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would want every single time a person's out of the game, I feel better. I'm one step closer. I'm one body closer to the end. Totally.
1: And I feel like that first vote is so important, like to know where your trust lies, loyalties lie. Do, mm-hmm. Were people honest with you? Did they vote the way that you, they were supposed to vote? Like so much is based on that. I feel like that it's, it's kind of a critical vote to see. Yes. So they did end up reading it. I think Shawnee very reluctantly raised her hand for uh, the unanimous vote to read the uh, uh, votes. And so Anjali goes home here. Um, and uh, First one, pancake first she's the first (laughs) pancake in us in a series of many but before we make a winner prediction and wrap this up i just want to point out that in the preview for the season (laughs) at the very end there's a shot of simon throwing a hat into the fire and jonathan asks him is that george's hat and he says yes and jonathan says You might regret that. And when I first saw this, I was like, holy shit, like talk about a spoiler. We're seeing Simon either get voted out or like get voted onto another tribe and a twist or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we talked about this a little bit before recording and Ricard, You've got a theory that this happens that the night that we just saw this first vote. Yes.
0: What I feel pretty confident in that because they, they made a point of including right when they got back to camp and George and Jackie were not there. Um, Simon says, is that George's hat? And they say, yeah. And he gra- like I assume he grabs it right afterwards. Mm. Uh, so him already acknowledging that's the hat there. There's no other situation where George does not have the hat. Even if they voted him out, you know he's going to wear that damn hat out. He's not going to leave it at camp. He's not going to leave it with them. So it only shows me that this was at that tribal two night where George was not present. So mm-hmm. I just think they really – It might have been a glitch in the episode that it was put there. That it was supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, it it could be something as simple as that. I don't know why they would leave it after the next time on Survivor. But yeah, I I feel pretty confident that was just like a sneaky way of foreshadowing that George does get Simon out in the future. And, Mm. um, you know, he burned his hat.
1: (laughs) Hey, just like Sandra did to Russell. I know it. Heroes versus villains, yeah, this is a callback to Heroes versus Villains. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a Heroes versus Villains season without a hat getting burned. Okay, <laughs> let's make a winner <laughs> prediction, Ricard. I want to hear your winner prediction for Australian Survivor: Heroes versus Villains.
0: Um, I would love to say Nina is the winner, and I feel I, I could see her very much making it to maybe final five, final six. I'm feeling. A Flick or a mm. Haley win? Mm. We got a lot of content with Flick specifically of, you know, what her mom went through or what she went through with her mom in her season. The music was epic. She got the winner quote, which is very important in edgy. That
1: incredible aerial shot of her in the water, too.
0: Amazing. Um her like going over and like epically picking up her yellow wrap after being in the water like it, it was so great, but she says, I'm winning. You know, she got her winner quote. And I felt similarly like, wow, Haley could be the first two time winner. This could be that. That could be why they're focusing so much on this George Haley rivalry in all the mm. ads. Cause mm. my god, it's been just the two of them going against each other in every ad. They must both make merge. Like, it, it, they must for them to do. Or at least a
1: swap where they wind up on the
0: same tribe together. I guess I forget that other seasons actually swap because <laughs> they don't do that anymore in the yeah, US. They
1: don't do
0: that. Um, but yeah, you know, they have to be able to see each other for this story, this showdown to officially go down. The only thing that made me think it wasn't Haley this episode was that unnecessary dodo moment of her being. Kind of embarrassed by being told she's too cocky by Poppy. Mm. That's the well, only thing that I was be, like. It
1: could be a growth. It could be a growth storyline.
0: Maybe. But yeah. Maybe. So those are my two. Those are my okay.
1: Two. Well, I need one.
0: Okay, Flick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm going to go with a villain just to mix things up. And I'm going to go with Shawnee because she got a big story. She got a lot of attention and a lot of it was really positive about the strategy. I know I don't know where she's coming from and what her history is necessarily. I understand she's like an iconic strategist of the game and like, cutthroat and brutal um and so maybe they're just playing into that but i thought it came off really really positive here and there was a lot of workings in like this this uh proposed alliance with liz like i do i feel like this is going to grow i feel like this is going to continue to snowball so uh, i'm gonna go with shawnee i'm sorry to all the newbies but uh we've both picked returning players
0: and to your love sarah oh yeah
1: (laughs) Literally, I was like, who? Uh, well, <laughs> what you never know. If Sarah pushes Shawnee down the stairs at Tribal Council, she ain't getting up. And <laughs> Sarah could take the winner pick.
0: You know who uh, Sarah reminds me of? Like, aesthetically, face, Sierra. Yeah. They are the same damn person. Yeah. Both giants.
1: <laughs> and Sierra is known for pushing people downstairs, too, at the january 6th
0: where was she january
1: 6th
0: <laughs> <laughs> her and joe were there flags are waving
1: <laughs> allegedly we don't know that uh okay, <laughs> okay. wow it was so fun to talk episode one of australian survivor heroes versus villains we are in a new australian survivor era so excited to have you joining us and Typically, we will be doing one recap per week, recapping three episodes as we did last season. We just wanted to get our initial thoughts out there because we knew it would take a while. And yes, it did. So (laughs) we will be back later this week to talk about episodes two and three. And then we will move to a weekly recap format that you are used to. And hey, stay tuned because maybe we'll be getting some uh, interviews from this season as well.
0: Maybe. maybe even Sandra
1: will join us for a recap uh, to dance on rogue's grave when she gets put <laughs> it out uh, okay this was very fun make sure to follow us at drop your buffs pod on instagram to uh share your thoughts with us and voicemails as the season goes on be careful about sending spoilers because i have to watch at night now Uh, you know we're back in the office Uh, it's 2023 so i I can't watch immediately yes (laughs) Um, people are really excited they've been sending stuff and uh, i just have to like close my eyes or like you know look through um my fingers so (laughs) (laughs) uh if you uh, haven't seen in your feed evan and i spoke to the iconic ethan zone this week so that interview is up uh, that went up today so very excited about that we have another legend coming to the pod potentially next week really big one Um, and of course you can check us out on patreon at patreon.com forward slash drop your buffs and We have merch, dropyourbuffspod.com. We have Black Widow Brigade merch, Drop Your Buffs merch. It's all very exciting. Ricard, I'm going to send you some, I promise. For the love Uh, of God. I've been waiting for my order. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much for listening. See you later this week. Bye. Bye!